Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Perkyavos podcast, where we live with the ethics of the Torah. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me at Rabbi Shlomo Kohn with a K at gmail.com, or my email is located in the show notes. And the, for this week's Mishnah, we are chapter four, Mishnah 28, Perek Dalid, Mishnah Chavches. So Nishan says as follows. Rabbi Elazar HaKapar Aimer. Rabbi Elazar HaKapar said, Hakino v'hataiva v'hakavoid moitziyan esa adam in oilam. Jealousy, lust, and glory remove a man from this world. So jealousy, lust, and glory can take a person and drive them out of this world. What does that mean? So on a simple understanding, the Mishnah is telling us that these three character traits or these three feelings or emotions are so powerful that if they're not harnessed, they can physically cause damage in a person. That they can cause a person's life to be shortened and to be have his life end premature. That's on a simple understanding of the Mishnah. To have control of the are of, of cer- certain emotions are more powerful than others. And these three passions or desires, if not harnessed, can drive a person absolutely crazy to a point where they're physically damaged. Now, I want to go through each one of these traits one by one. And it'll give us a better understanding, a little little bit of a insight into the three traits. And when we have more of an understanding of each one of these traits, we'll be able to to know how to handle it better, to deal with it in a in a in the best possible way. So let's start with kina. Kina is jealousy. Now, Rabbi Rabbi Yonah brings down that there's different types of jealousy. It's not just one type. You can be, it can be broken down into a few different areas. So the first type of jealousy, which Rabbi Yonah brings down, is a jealousy of spiritual successes. Many times you have people who want to be better people. They want to strive to improve themselves. But for whatever reason, maybe they're lazy Maybe they're in a situation that's too hard for them or they think it's too hard for them and they just don't change. They, they, they are the way they are. But when it comes to others, when they see someone surpassing them, especially when it comes to spiritual success and spiritual endeavors, it bothers them. You know, there's an expression, if someone's more, more religious than me, he's an extremist. If they're less religious than me, they're, uh, they're weird. You know, just some type of, there's a thought, like people have this expression that whoever's more is an extreme and whoever is less than me is doing too little. Because we always look at ourselves as, as normal. So sometimes you have people that when they have someone who's surpassing them, who's, who's, who's achieving in their spiritual, spiritual successes, it bothers them because they see themselves as they also want to do that, but they either don't know how 
or they don't want to, or they're lazy, and therefore it causes this, this enmity in them towards other people who are having that success. And it could even bring a person to a certain level of hatred because hatred and jealousy are really sourced in the same trait. They're very similar. They go together. That's one type of jealousy which Rabbi Yona brings down. A second jealousy which is brought down is that there's other types of people that besides for not wanting someone to be more than them spiritually, is that <clears throat> they don't want anyone to be more successful than them, period. They don't want anyone to be successful. That's what makes them happy, that no one should have success and no one should be better than them. You know, maybe it comes from a, a lack of self-esteem where people don't feel good about themselves. So if I know I'm not good, so then I don't want anyone to be good. So therefore, it causes a certain jealousy within a person to start looking at other people and not wanting anyone to have success. That's a second type of jealousy. And it also causes a hatred towards people who are doing the right thing and who are growing in spirituality, in ruchnius. And it, it causes people to resent people who are doing the right thing and living their lives in an upstanding way. The third type of jealousy, which is brought down, is actually very interesting because until now, we said the first type of jealousy was a kinah, was an envy where you don't want someone to be more than you. They could be the same as you, they could be less than you, but they can't be more. The second type was where a person doesn't want anyone to be successful at all. And we said maybe that's because they don't view themselves in a good way. So therefore, they have to make sure everyone is not good. And that's what they want to accomplish. They don't want anyone to be successful. There's a third type of jealousy, which is actually good. So you might ask yourself, what does it mean good jealousy? How is envy a positive trait? There's an expression, kinas seifrim tar that if a person is jealous of his peer, maybe in a study partner, it increases wisdom. What does that mean? That means that a person might look at his friend and say, he's growing, he's becoming more. I also want to be like that. I also want to grow and be more and to be, to get closer to Hashem. So it's, it's sort of positive peer pressure. You know, we always talk about staying away from bad friends, how bad friends and bad people could cause a person to become bad, even if they're not necessarily a bad person. But the same thing works with the positive as well. That if you're around good people doing good things, there's a higher chance you're going to do good things as well. And if you see your friend doing something, you live in a, in a community where everyone's learning, for example. So it's also going to make a certain feeling within you to say, I also want to push myself to be better, to learn more. And this is, I guess this is idea is positive peer pressure. That jealousy, good jealousy can cause positive peer pressure and cause a person to be better. Because we know that we're all like chameleons. This is what one of my rabbis used to say. One of my rabbis used to tell us that human beings were like chameleons. 
What's the famous trait of a chameleon? A chameleon changes colors. Wherever it is, it matches the environment of, of, of its surrounding. It matches its surrounding. Whoever it, if it's in a desert, it'll look like the sand. If it's in a forest, it has the ability to change its colors to look like the forest. Us human beings as well, we also are chameleons. If we're around good people, we're going to be better. And if we're around not such great people, we're not going to be as great as we could be. It's just something to keep in mind. And this is an, an idea in the Mishnah that you can use jealousy in a good way to be better. And sometimes that comes about when you're surrounded by good people, where you see other people doing good things. So you also want to be like them. And it makes a jealousy within us to improve ourselves. It's interesting to note that even though we said there's a good jealousy, ultimately, doing something because you're jealous of someone else is not the highest form of serving Hashem. It's a starting point. There's another concept that's called that if we serve God, not with pure intentions, just by doing it, by going through the actions, so then we will eventually come to a point or a level where we'll be able to serve God with the purest of intentions. That's what it means, lishma. Lishma means for the sake of Hashem. So even though we're serving God right now because we want to be like that person who's, we want to be as good as him, he's improving himself. So I also want to improve. If we use this jealousy as a starting point for ourselves, it's a good thing. It's not the highest point of where we want to get to, but it's, it is a good springboard for ourselves in our service of God to become better people. Because because for se- serving God without the p- most pure intentions will eventually get us to a place where we will serve God with the most purest intentions. And if we don't, if we just say, oh, I don't have the best intentions when I do these things, then we're never going to start. We have to start somewhere. It's it's interesting because a lot of times people say, oh, I shouldn't, I can't, I'm not going to do this mitzvah because I'm not really holding there. I'm not, I'm not that type of person. Sometimes we need to fake it till we make it. And that's the expression which was used a lot of times in yeshiva. That we got to fake it till we make it. You keep doing something a certain way. You keep acting the part. You'll eventually start becoming that person. I'm not saying everything you do is, is you're just faking it. No, no. Is that sometimes we need to do this to trick our Yitzhahara, to trick the evil inclination. Obviously, there's a time and place for every, every method. You know, we don't want to always fake it, fake, fake it. Everything has to be, each person knows themselves of when they want to take that next step. But sometimes we need to take a certain jump where we are going to be faking it till we make it. Not a huge step, something small that we can we could take upon ourselves. Or maybe it's something that's just a little higher than what we think we could do. And we say, you know what? I could do it for a little bit. And even if I'm not fully feeling it, I'm going to push myself to do it, even if I'm not feeling it. And eventually you keep doing it, it becomes part of you. You become that person. You become that person. You might ask yourself, what does it mean, good jealousy? I know I just gave this whole 10-minute talk about how jealousy could be good and it's a starting point. 
But really, let's ask ourselves, is it really good to have jealousy of another person, even for a good thing? Is it good if I push myself to be better than my friend? That's positive? That's a good thing? What's going on over here? If I see my friend succeeding in his spiritual endeavors, so I should want to be better than him? And I should be jealous of that? It's a good thing? That's the question I want to put out there. So the answer which I saw brought down is that there is a, we have to have a, there's a specific understanding of what good jealousy is. And that's the jealousy you're referring to. Is good jealousy when we say to ourselves, my friend is, he's doing good. So I'm going to be better than my friend. I'm going to be better than him. I'm also going to, even if it's for spiritual endeavors, is that good jealousy? No, that's not the good jealousy that the Talmud's referring to. It's not when I see my friend and say, he's succeeding in his ruchnius, in his quest to be a better person. So I, I want to be better than him. That's not what we're talking about. What we're saying is positive in the trait of jealousy, of envy, is when we see another person and we tell ourselves, if my friend could achieve that level or my friend could learn that much Torah, despite all the hardships he had, I can also do it. It's supposed to empower us. It's not supposed to be a jealousy where we're looking at the person and say, just, I want to be better. I want to be better. It's not a competition. It's, an, it's something which is supposed to help us be empowered. Because when you see somebody else succeeding and you see that person and you say, I can also do that. That is something which is good because everyone has their specific challenges. We all have different things that we're dealing with. And Hashem made it like that. God made it like that, that we all have different things that we have to overcome. So when we see our friend and we get inspiration that he's succeeding despite any challenges that he might have or she might have, and we decide that we can also do it, that's what Hashem wants. He wants us to see, he wants us to push ourselves in that way. That's inspiration. A lot of times people, People get inspired from other people. And I think this is really the source. This is really, I guess, one of the ideas how inspiration works. Because when we see somebody else and they're accomplishing and they're doing and they're being better, we can also do it. I know my grandfather, he was a teacher in Germany. Now, a teacher in Germany, it wasn't being a teacher in Germany wasn't like being a teacher today. Being a teacher today is a great, it's a very special thing what people are doing, but it was, a, it was a very respected position. Not that it's not a respected position in this country, but you know, it was a certain level that of respect that teachers were given in Germany back in the 1930s, 40s. And he went to a certain teacher's seminary I forgot the name of it. It was a famous teacher seminary, famous Jewish teacher seminary. And my father always would tell me that his father, who was a lehrer, means teacher in German, he didn't just know how to teach. He knew about farming, about astrology, because when he became a teacher and he was training to be a teacher, they taught him 
about all these other um, topics and other science and geology and everything he would need to know. Because even though he was a teacher teaching Torah subjects, he was teaching Talmud, teaching Mishnah, they felt it was important for a teacher to know a little bit of everything. Now, why do I say this? Is that a lot of times I use this Mishnah or the ideals of this Mishnah as inspiration for myself. Because what do I, for me as a profession, I, I'm a rabbi, I teach. But a lot of times I, you know, I, 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 things can come up around the house, different chores, different tasks, things break. Everyone, all of us have it. And I say to myself, you know what? If I could study a Gemara, I could also figure out how to, how to change a car battery. You know, I use it to push myself to, to accomplish. And, and I think this sort of ties into this Mishnah. Because if you, that, that's my motto sometimes. If I could teach, if I could learn a piece of Talmud, I could also figure out how to do X, Y, and Z. So how does this tie back to our Mishnah? Is that it's, it's this idea, because when we see others and they're successful, we should say to ourselves, if they could do it, I could do it. They're not so much different than you. And we should all know that each and every one of us has the ability to fulfill the entire Torah, to do all the mitzvahs. Maybe we don't feel like it right now. We don't see it at this moment. How do I keep all the different mitzvahs? How do I keep the entire Torah? But we have the ability. Maybe it's step by step. Maybe we have, there's different stages we need to go. It's a path. It's a journey. But we all have that ability. So when we see another person doing it, he's climbing the ladder, that spiritual ladder, ascending it. We should not look at ourselves as so much different than that person. And we should use it as an inspiration for ourselves to be better and improve. That's just something to keep in mind with this Mishnah. So with that, I want to continue to the last two traits which are discussed here. Taiva. What's taiva? Lust. Lust is this desire for pleasure, for money, the pursuit of pleasure, of enjoyment. Now, the Mishnah is telling us that if we don't curb this desire for enjoyment, whether it be physical or mon money, it could drive us crazy. I'm sure all of us know, or better, there's an expression. If a person has 100 in his hands, he wants 200. It will never be satiated for the desire for money. It's only when we are happy with what we have, so then there's a certain satiation. But if we keep saying, oh, I have $100, I want $200. When we have 200 we want... 500, when we have a million, we want 2 million. There's never an end for it. There's never an end. It could drive a person crazy. I'm sure we know people off the top of our head who were good people and they just, they lost themselves, whether it be in their work or the desire for money or their desire for pleasure and their lives were ruined. So the mission is giving us a insight. We need to control our impulses for pleasure. And it's even interesting to note that even permitted things, too much of anything can cause damage to a person. If a person has too much water, water is the healthiest thing. If we have too much water, we can die. So even permitted things, we have to be careful to have it in moderation. And that's 
this Mishnah, Taiva. Don't go after our pleasures too much. Be happy with what we have because the desire for pleasure and enjoyment never ends. So if we hold back and we keep, we have this desire under control or we work on it, we'll be satiated. And the last part of the Mishnah is kavod, the desire for honor. Honor seeking is something which we need to stay away from. The love of honor. It's something which can never fulfill that feeling in ourselves and can never make us feel, or, or honor seeking is something which can never make us fulfilled. Ultimately, it's ourselves, which we need to fill that void within ourselves. No matter how much honor a person gets, it'll never be filled unless it comes from within. And when a person is just running after honor, he's making himself dependent on other people. If we realize how good we are and the strengths we have and where we excel and what we need to do and how we're doing it and we're accomplishing with the different things in our lives, each and every one of us in our own way, we know what we're doing. We have to have that realization that we can create our own honor. We can fill that void within ourselves from ourselves. And that's, that's ultimately the only way we can do it. Because if we're looking for approval from others, it's, it's never going to fill the hole. It might help. It's, it's good to get a compliment from somebody. It helps in the temporary. It makes, someone, makes us feel good. But for the long run, it's just something that can make someone crazy. So it's important on one hand to get, you know, it's good to get a compliment. I must say myself, I do enjoy getting compliments. But we have to realize that in the end of the day, we need to realize our own intrinsic value and how good we are and get that feeling of self-importance from ourselves. But just to flip for a second on the flip side, when it comes to us giving honors, giving honor to others, we have to give honor to other people and we have to compliment other people. So even though the Mishnah is saying for ourselves, we have to realize that honor seeking is ultimately not going to make us feel good. I mean, it'll make us feel good temporarily. It, when it comes to us dealing with other people, we have to go out of our way to give honor to people and to make them feel good and to give a compliment. It's not our job to implement this Mishnah for someone else. We have to implement it for ourselves. But when it comes to other people, we have to give honor and give compliments and make someone feel good and make them feel special. And just for the last point of the Mishnah is that is that it doesn't just mean physically, like I said, on a simple understanding, is that these three traits can also cause a person to drive them from the next world as well. What does that mean? That means that these emotions or these character traits of kina, taiva, vahakavoy, jealousy, lust, and honor-seeking can cause a person to commit sins where they that are so severe that they could lose their share in the, in the world to come. So it doesn't just mean that they could, that these emotions and traits can make a person physically ill, but they could also come to a person, cause a person to drive them from their share in the next world, their olam haba. And that's why they're so, it's so important to get control of these three traits in our lives, to have these ideas that we just discussed today. And it'll help us ensure ourselves a place a good place in the world to come and live our life to the fullest, whether it be on a physical level that we shouldn't be harmed physically because of the dangers of these three character traits and also on a spiritual level that, that these 
these emotions shouldn't push us to commit things, to commit sins that we would regret and that would cause us to forfeit our share in the world to come. With that, this finishes today's Mishnah. I hope everyone enjoyed. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at rabbishlomokon at gmail.com. Everyone, have a great day.